You're listening to the Client Catching Podcast, the show that uncovers how high-performing service-based business leaders are successfully navigating the ocean of complexity around growing their business. Now, as anyone with the talent and guts to start a business knows, it takes a lot more to grow one than just being great at what you do, and you can't do it alone. So this podcast will show you how other captains of their own ship, just like you, have found the right strategy to catch more clients, simplified everything, and transform their business. So if you're ready to do the same, then jump aboard and join me, Adam King, host and the captain at Think Like a Fish, and let's go fishing. Hey, it's Adam here, and thanks so much for tuning into the show today. Now, before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you know how you can get hold of a free copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing, because inside you're going to find 10 golden rules for B2B and professional service firms that consistently create client sales opportunities and drives revenue growth. And you'll find out how to do all of that using professionalism, ethics and good manners. So what you can do to get your free copy is go to the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And when you get hold of the book, what you're going to discover is a simple strategy to ensure that you consistently have a full calendar of motivated and qualified ideal potential clients who want to discuss doing business with you. And what I'm literally doing is giving away the exact entire strategy that my clients pay thousands to implement with them. Not only that, I share throughout the book links to templates, frameworks and workbooks that you can use to actually implement this strategy and get results. And it's all for free, no strings attached. In fact, there isn't even an opt-in. So please make sure you go and grab your copy on the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And if you want to grab some of the other gifts and resources that I offer there, please help yourself. So I hope you go and get the book. I hope you read it. And more importantly, I hope you do something with it. And when you do, I'd love to get your feedback on the results that you've got. But until then, let's get to today's episode. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Uh, It's just me again today. And what I wanted to do with this episode, there's there's a couple of things. The first is I'm going to talk about something that will be changing a little bit on the show. Got a bit of an update for you and and something to look out for over the next uh, coming weeks, which I believe is an exciting development, and I hope you will too. And secondly of all, I I wanted to essentially answer a question that I've asked a number of guests um, in one format or another, and, and I know that a lot of people like to ask this question or know the answers that people would have to this question. So that's that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to first of all talk about what this uh, this question is and don't worry, I'll get to it. But um, what I'm, the question is, is essentially, and, and it's especially relevant, I think, with the kind of year that we've have, had in 2020, depending when you were listening to this and, and, and people looking ahead to the new year and, and all that kind of thing that things have changed. Things have become different. And a lot of businesses out there have found themselves in, in challenging and difficult situations. And that begs the question of, well, are a lot of businesses essentially going into startup mode? Have they had to adjust, change, pivot is the uh, the phrase that seems to be popular that going around at the moment, right? So if I had to go back start all over again with nothing and I had to build a business from scratch 
how would I do it? How would I go about doing it? And what are the things that I would look to do in order to build something from zero to nothing, uh, from zero to um, to a successful business in as short as time as possible? So that's that's a question I ask a lot of people. Sometimes it's what did we, what would you do to save your business in thirty days or, or anything like that? But I wanted to cover this, as I say, because. There are a lot of um, people that, that could potentially be in that situation, whether they're, you know, whether somebody has, has lost a job and they are thinking, right, well, I'm going to just take this opportunity to go and start my own thing. Or maybe their industry or, or the thing that they were selling is, is, is struggling and they've needed to change or do something. And, and, you know, sadly, a lot of people are going out of business. So what do you do to start again? So here's, here's how I would answer that question. The first thing is... I would not think about what I am going to be selling. Now, that might sound a bit counterintuitive, right? But bear with me, because what I would think about is what is a problem out there at the moment that people are really struggling with? And do I have an idea for how I can solve that problem? Because a lot of people, they sort of think about, okay, well, or they talk about, well, you need to go and find your ideal client and all this and that, or the opposite, which is even which tends to be even even more of a, of a direction that you don't necessarily want to go in. And that is, I've got this idea for a thing. I, I want to do a, you know, create a service or blah, 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 without sort of really understanding whether there is the market demand and all the rest of it for it. So I'd start with a problem. I'd start looking at what problem exists out there that people are already paying money to solve. Because let's be honest, there is... Almost, well, there are very few brand new ideas out there under the sun. So why make it difficult and try and become the unicorn that makes the next Facebook, right? Look out there for problems that people already have, that they're paying money to solve, that you have, an, you have enough experience around being able to find that solution to the problem and actually go and think about, right, this is the, the, the area that I am going to focus on. Because you need to really fall in love with a problem that you solve rather than the thing that you do. And I think that's a bit of the problem. That, that's a, honestly a bit of a mistake I made right at the beginning. I sort of thought I like doing marketing, so I'm going to go and do marketing. I didn't really think about it. So as I say, I'm, I'm now in a bit of a transition as well. And, and I am eating my own dog food and I am looking at ways of, of, of really sort of focusing and honing in on, 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 on solving a problem. So that's the first thing I'd do. I'd think about what is the problem. Then I'd then I'd sort of consider, okay, well, let's go and look at um, you know who has this problem, what types of people have this problem, what do they say about the problem, and and I'd spend a bit of time doing some research. I'd go on to um, you know, forums, groups, Facebook groups, all that kind of thing. Or I'd certainly do a lot of time, spend a lot of time um, employing the uh, the J Abraham. Um, research technique and um, it's really helps you get into the mind of your ideal client that uh, how you have how, how you can think like a fish um and and he says uh, he talks about using amazon as the ultimate research tool so go and find the best-selling books around the topic of the problem that you're looking to solve and then go and look at the reviews the one stars and the five stars you'll find out where people are finding real value in the information that they're being given. And also that's, that's with a five star, but also with the one stars, you'll find some of the gaps because ultimately what you're looking to do is, is fill the gap with your, with your expertise, with your knowledge, with your solution. So you're really looking for the gap. 
And you can do that by going out and doing some research, listening in what people are saying. The other thing that I do is I go and talk to people. If I had an idea of the problem that I wanted to solve and I had some people that I already knew in my network, I'd sort of approach them and say, look, I've got this idea. I'd love to sort of pick your brain a little bit. And if you know them, then that's the sort of thing that you can do. And you just ask them questions. How are you dealing with this problem? You know, do you have it? First of all, how are you dealing with it? Um, you know, what's uh, what are the consequences of not solving it? All that kind of thing. What have you tried to um, use to solve it in the past? How did that work for you? Um, all those kind of things and, and really sort of find out, you know, what would be an ideal so- solution for you? All those kind of things you can ask and get straight from the mouths and you can then start to think, right, okay, this is this is a validated idea and I know that people are going to want to pay, that, you know, there are people out there spending money on solving this problem. So that's the first thing I'd do. And then I'd, I'd simply come up with a model around how I would go about solving that problem. I would create a clear action plan for how that is done that can be presented to, to, to people to show this is the way that we solve this problem. Not Still not talking about service. Because I think that the the, the biggest gift that you can get someone or, or one of the biggest problems that we can solve for people when, when selling a service, because services are intangible, there is rarely anything to actually touch, feel, see, all that kind of thing. So we need to actually find a way to create tangible assets from an intangible service. So I would look to create some form of model, roadmap, something like that, that actually shows how you give someone a clear path to go from where they are now to where they want to get to, which is solving the problem. Because that is one of the ultimate problems that we as service providers solve. If we can show someone that we have the best thought out, well-considered, proven, most logical, fastest path to solving their problem, and it looks like this, we take you from step one to step two to step three, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And along the lines, we chalk up all these little micro wins along the way to solve and to solve your ultimate problem or to achieve your ultimate result, whatever that looks like, then you're giving someone clarity and confidence that A, you know how to solve a problem and B, they can see themselves solving that problem. So that's that's one of the things that I would do. And and it's something that I have created now um, you know, with a growth accelerator ecosystem and things like that. But if you don't have something like this, it's incredibly powerful because it gives you a visual, tangible representation of how you help somebody get a result or solve a problem. So those are the first two things I do. And then when it came to actually thinking about, okay, well, how am I going to generate business for this? Well, first of all, you need to think, how am I going to price this? And that pricing will generally depend on how you are going to deliver it. So if it's if it's you delivering a service one-on-one, you will need to price it appropriately that represents the amount of time that you will invest with a client. So that will tend to be your higher level. Um, but I've had so many people on the show talking about leveraging and you, you know uh, group formats, virtual formats, especially in today's world. I would certainly, certainly consider going down that route in, in at the beginning, so that I was able to leverage my time. And um, you know that's again something that I am implementing more and more of in the in the business. But 
it's not something that I have necessarily gone all in on. But, you know, we all make mistakes. We <laughs> don't always eat our own dog food, right? So it would be that thing of focusing on one pro- solving one problem for one type of person with one offer. Because ultimately, that is the key thing. You need to create that offer that really resonates with someone so that when, when, when it's put in front of someone, they go, I want that. I have to have that. That makes sense. Let's go. So those are the key things. And when it comes to then actually marketing that solution, marketing your service, a lot of people will sort of go, right, well, I need to go down the route of doing all this online marketing. Or, you know, Do I need to buy Facebook ads? Do I need to invest in SEO? Do I need a website? Do I need X, Y, and Z and all the rest of it? Now, of course, you can go down that route. You can go and do things like set up a podcast, right? I've done that. It's part of my ecosystem, but it's not what I would suggest doing for everybody if you're literally just starting because it takes time to to build and, um, and, and, and improve on. So what would I do? Well, my ecosystem, my Growth Accelerator ecosystem is built on three core pieces, which is authority, assets, and alliances, right? So the authority piece is there around what we've really just covered, which is understanding your market, developing your message and crafting a unique and specific offer to your market that is irresistible. I call it a dynamite offer. And authority is important because when you are perceived as an expert or an authority on a subject, people will listen to you, they will pay you attention and they will will respect what you say. But it's very difficult to create and craft all of that, even if you've done all the work you know, building or, or, or positioning that authority. It's very difficult to gather it all unless you actually get in front of people and people pay attention and they listen to what you say. <clears throat> so that is why it's so important to craft certain assets in your business. Those assets are the kind of things that will work for you again and again and again. They will produce an ROI both on the, um, you know, in terms of cash, but a return on investment on the amount of time you put in to create those things once and then can use over and over again. Things like, well, a podcast is an example, but you've heard the terms lead magnets or um, you know, video and content and all that kind of stuff. Well, they're all great and they will work. What One thing that I would focus on creating is a form of signature talk. And when I talk about signature talk, it's something that solves a very, you know, a specific problem for your ideal perfect client that you know that you can deliver and teach and train to a group of people in a way that will add them value, help them see how they can solve a problem and provide context around how you do that. And then you can make an offer at the end of it to say, this is how we could help you go a little bit further and solve a problem with us. Then the question always comes, well, okay, that sounds great and all the rest of it, but how am I going to actually get my stuff in front? Then that's surely when I need to go and do Facebook stuff and you know all, all the other stuff that uh, you, you can do when it comes to digital and online marketing, right? Well, you could do all of that or you could actually take the smart approach, which is to look at developing partnerships and alliances with other businesses that are complementary to you that would value you delivering your expertise to their 
client list, to their audience, to their network, that kind of thing. And that's where the alliance piece comes in. Because hands down, without a doubt, the fastest and most reliable way to market and getting in front of the people that you want to talk to, it is alliances. Now, I know this because it's now a, a big part of what I focus on and, and you know, a little sort of backstory before I started Think Like a Fish. Um, I helped start an events business that was selling um, financial conferences in the Middle East and I was responsible for marketing, delegate sales, all that kind of thing. And, and, and in the first year, I made partnerships a top marketing priority. And so what I did was for multiple partnerships with media, industry publications, vendors, suppliers, all those kind of things, businesses that sold to our ideal delegates to essentially promote market our events to their to their audience, right? And so as a as a result of of, of all of those things, but and, and we literally had a tiny, tiny marketing budget. It was literally me and two others in an office with nothing more than a laptop and and a phone, right? At the very beginning. And in the first year, our database uh, grew from literally zero to a little bit shy of, um, uh, of just under 4,000, I think it was, a highly qualified potential delegates. And our first, uh, I think the first year revenue sale for, for uh, revenue for, of delegate sales was, it was a smidge over a million. And it was a, literally a tiny amount because I remember at the time thinking, we're not going to get there, we're not going to get there. And we just got over the line. And that was across four, um, four events. Now that's that's literally a zero to seven figure revenue stream in a little over twelve months. You know, we started the business, did the planning and stuff beforehand, but um, you know, it was yeah, literally seven figures over twelve months. About ninety percent of that coming from partnerships, and as I say, with with literally a tiny budget, uh, a tiny budget, and that's how I would do it. Now, how does the signature talk fit into all of this? Well. It would be, you know, what we didn't have back then was the amazing opportunities that today's digital environment offers, right? We didn't have access to, you know, Zoom, for example, and and, and, and all these other types of platforms out there. So I'd apply a modern twist and that's what I, I will be, you know, doing today. And, and it is basically doing things virtual. So you're looking to um, go virtual and create partnerships with um, other non-competing businesses, associations, groups, all that kind of thing that have your ideal um, clients in their audience. And you're looking to deliver your your, your talk, your presentation, your training. You know, think um, lunch and learns, right? Um, public speaking, all that kind of thing, but virtual. Or you can be interviewed on somebody else's podcast, right? Um, you know, that's that's like local talk radio and, and PR on steroids because it's really ideal client um, radio because you can pinpoint the type of podcast that you want to appear on. Um, you know, if you want to go a little bit sort of further down, then you can think, well, it's just purely a sharing of content. Um, you can co-brand and co-create things with a partner. That's an incredibly powerful um, way of getting in front and adding value, uh, getting in front of an audience and adding real value to a partner's audience and the partner themselves. And that's just three examples, right? And it really does. Like those things in combinations, you, you need to spend the time on some of the foundational pieces. People hate spending time here. I sometimes have to drag clients kicking and screaming through the foundational piece, but you will not succeed unless you do it. But the whole, the whole sort of idea of then getting though, you know, that piece around the authority, being introduced 
to um, a group of people through partnerships that increases your authority um, and delivering an asset that you have already created. That's that sort of overlapping. That's why the ecosystem is an ecosystem and it all compounds on top of each other uh, because it achieves. It, it's really simple to set up. It's really quite simple. Once you've done the foundational work and once you understand the problem, and let's be honest, these are the kind of things that you know already. You're probably spending an awful lot of time actually delivering this type of content every single day because most B2B businesses, provi- uh, uh, professional service providers, all that kind of thing, we're developing and building relationships on a daily basis. We're having conversations with potential clients and clients on a daily basis. We're having sales calls. We're giving presentations. We're doing pitches. We're doing proposals, all of those sorts of things. We're doing it already. So why not do it in a way that's leveraged that can actually get you in front of a lot of potential clients? Because really your marketing, it needs to do a you know three things, right? It needs to attract the attention of your ideal clients who need your service. And it needs to push away the people that are not right. And so you avoid all the time wasters and all the rest of it. You need your marketing to turn the attention that you're generating into trust, right? You have to show your expertise, um, build your authority by actually demonstrating, right? Actually demonstrating you have that path that I spoke about, that clear picture that you can show someone or that map that you can draw for someone and say, this is how we solve your problem in step by step in a step-by-step way and actually taking them through that path of, of, of showing them where they are now and actually guiding them to where they want to get to. You'd show that that path is proven, it's simple, it's presented in that unique way that nobody else has shown them before. And essentially what you actually do is you demonstrate and you show how you help people by actually helping them. Radical concept I know, right? But then your marketing, it actually needs to have a simple way to turn that trust into cash flow. And that's where that irresistible dynamite offer comes into. And And the reason I love partnerships and why I am going all in on partnerships as a core part of what I do in the business, where I help clients understand and implement is because they achieve all of these three, th- three out- outcomes, right? Because your ideal clients, they're attracted and they come to you because your partner already has these in your in your in, in their sphere of influence, right? And you generate the leads and you do it in a way that's far more effective than a lot of the cold advertising and and and, and all that sort of stuff and, and even things like referrals and stuff, which are great, but they're unpredictable unless you have a, a structured system. And the beauty of it, this is that the trust is implied, right? It's, it's there. It's transferred to you by your partners. It's a it's a psychological principle that does not change. And creating that cash flow, it's as simple as putting your offer in front of people. Once you've delivered that and the offer is, is, is normally, let's have a conversation and see how we can make this work for you, right? So that's what I would do. That is where I would sort of focus. And it's it's... It's so, it's simple in its concept. It's simple in its execution, but that doesn't mean it's easy because there are certain moving parts and all the rest of it. You've got to know how to find the right partners, assess the right partners, approach the partners, et cetera, et cetera. You've got to go through the exercises of actually figuring out um, what your offer would be, positioning your market, et cetera, et cetera. But 
once you've done that, that's the hard stuff done. And then you process and put it into a system whereby you're essentially looking to get in front of, um, you know, you're looking to do, you know, one to two to one partnership a week, right? Because think about it. If you could, if I could put you in a room right now full of a thousand of your ideal clients where you could talk to them and deliver your value and actually help them see how they could solve a problem that they already know that they want to solve and they're willing to pay money for it, do you think you pick up clients? Like even if you were starting from scratch, starting from zero. And what if you had a way of doing that every single month, getting in front of one partner's audience every single week? And you did that consistently for 52 weeks. Maybe you want some time off. I don't know. Um, You know, on average, if you got in front of 250 people with each partner's audience, and because, you know, it's not going to be that hard and fast. It's a sterile environment. Sometimes there'll be bigger audiences that your partner has. Sometimes they'll be much smaller. Sometimes you'll make an offer and it'll fall flat and nobody will, will take you up on it. Other times you'll literally have a feeding frenzy. So it's all about having the process and the system in place to do it. So that's what I'd do if I had to start from scratch all over again. And, you know, whether or not you're even having to start from scratch, I I encourage you to think about how you can build a system and a process about using partnerships as a way to get in front of ideal clients that actually want to work with you because they have the problem that you, you solve and they're ready to solve it. And, and if that has made some sense to you, it's a big part of um, the Growth Accelerator ecosystem, and we are putting a lot more emphasis on this now. So if you want to have a chat about maybe how this could work for you, then connect with me on LinkedIn, Mr. Adam King, send me a message or book a time to have a, have a conversation. You can go to thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash talk to Adam. So just before we go. I did hint that there is a, a few changes coming on the on the show. Not exactly sure when we're going to um, have the actual change, but there is going to be a bit of a shift in direction. There is going to be a name change, and it's all to reflect really this whole idea around um, the importance of partnerships and really the, the whole idea that a rising tide lifts all ships and that there is power and leverage in supporting other people in business, other business owners, complementary businesses, people that serve your, you know, the same audience but don't do what you do, people that need you and your expertise to help their audience, their clients, and all that kind of thing. Because the power in partnerships is huge, and I wanted to move the the, the podcast and the show towards a direction that reflected this and so we are going to have a new name i'm not going to reveal it just yet and we are going to have a slightly new format where we'll still be bringing on guests we'll still be hearing some of what they do and the kind of um, expertise that they have and and how they help their clients but what i'm going to be doing is getting um input from listeners from my network from um from multiple different sources about the challenges that they are facing right now in their business. And the guest that I have on and I will spend five to 10 minutes brainstorming how to solve that. So what we want to be actually doing is offering 
tangible, concrete um, ideas and solutions to problems that people are facing right now. So if you are out there and you have a particular challenge that's going on in your in your business, um, the, the kind of way that I'm looking to, to sort of frame the question in a way just to make it easier to think of is um, what specific challenge are you having in your business right now that you want to be able to solve in the next 90 days? So if you have a question like that or something that's going on in your business, again, connect with me on LinkedIn, send me an email at adam at thinklikeafish.co.uk um, and send in your challenge. We will answer on, you know, we may well answer the um, the, the challenge on, um, you know, I, I will interview and uh, and brainstorm it with a guest and yeah, hopefully it will, uh, it will help you out. So that's the sort of direction we're going. Um, I have already recorded a couple of interviews on the new format and, and, and I am massively excited about the direction it's going. So um, yeah, I, I just know it's going to get better and better and, and, and the more and more input that I get from people that listen to the show and asking the questions i really want to build a community around it the, of, of other people pushing and you know going in the same direction so please do give us a shout tell us your challenge we'll get it on the show and um yeah it'll be awesome to uh to hear from you anyway because um yeah we're we're over 100 episodes now i think um or nearly 100 episodes um on the on the show so um yeah i thought it was about uh, about time to um reassess take it in a slightly new direction, but continue to focus on helping people like you with ideas on how to uh, how to grow the business. So um, I hope you're excited about that. I hope you're looking forward to it. And um, I hope what I've shared today has been useful. And until next time, speak to you soon and happy fishing. So there we go. That's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some great ideas and, and found it really valuable. And you've got some things that you can now go off and do in your own business to help grow your business and attract and catch more clients. And if you have found it valuable and you can think of just one other person that may find some of these ideas helpful and, and, and help them grow their business, please share it with them because they'll thank you for it. So also don't forget to grab a copy of my book, Conversational Relationship Marketing from the podcast gift page at thinklikeafish.co.uk forward slash podcast gift. And all that's really left with me to say is thank you ever so much for listening today. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there you could be listening to. You've chosen this one. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. If you're a first time listener or a, or a long time listener and you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do because you'll get updated of the latest episodes every time they come out. And if, again, you are enjoying it, I'd really, really appreciate a honest rating review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one personally, and they do really mean the world to me. And yes, they help others find the show. If you're able to do that, again, I massively, massively appreciate it. But until next time, happy fishing.